This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Season 1, Episode 45 of the Fly the W670 Podcast. We're calling this one Schwarber's Team versus Dusty's Team Crowley. The World Series is upon us. This is Dustin Rhodes, Executive Producer of the Mully and Haw Show. On 670 The Score, of course, it is your radio home for Cubs baseball. And as always, my buddy Crowley is here. Crowley, how the heck are you on this uh, Friday as we are just about set to get ready for World Series Game Number 1. Schwarber's team versus Dusty's team. Yeah, I'm doing good. You know, I'm doing better than anybody who has the title of Cubs hitting coach. Um, <laughs> I would say that you could follow me at Crawley's Cubs on Twitter, and you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fly the W670. You can follow us on Facebook at Fly the W, and you can email us at Fly the W670 at gmail.com. I got to tell you, Dusty, Dustin, I am excited. Uh, Finally, after five days, we get some baseball. Yeah, finally. That, 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 I know we touched on it a little bit in the last podcast, but boy, oh boy, they really dragged their feet on this one. I, I just don't understand why they couldn't have started on Wednesday. Plus the other thing, and I don't know if you want to get you want you want me to pause on these. You want to get into, into the AFL first before we get into no. Let's go ahead. Go ahead. Go. Stuff? Let's let's roll it here. We'll roll it. What do we got? Uh, just the idea that baseball for the very first Crowley. Did you know this? For the first time, baseball is not going to have a World Series game on a Sunday. It's the first time in the history of the World Series that there will not be a Sunday game because they are so afraid of the NFL. I just, you know. It, that's it, why it, they're starting on a Friday night. That's why they're starting on a Friday night because they're afraid of the NFL. You, you know, you, you just can't, you can't be running scared, man. You sit there and you put out your product and you put out the best product that you can. You market it to the best of your abilities. You know, the same people that, you know, are going to not watch on Sunday aren't going to watch on Saturday because they're going to watch college football. That's just the right. way that it goes, man. Right. Just exactly. let baseball be baseball. It's when it, when it comes to the marketing skills of MLB, that can be a whole entire podcast. <laughs> And I know I'm going to sound like, uh, you know, kids get off my lawn or whatever, but this is for, this comment is for the kids. That game on Saturday, that game should start at about 4 o'clock Central, 3.30 Central time, right? Make sure that some kids are going to get to see a World Series game. Everything doesn't have to be at 7 and 8 o'clock at night. It's ridiculous. No, I mean, I get what you're saying, and, and, and you're, you're, you're dealing with all sorts of different things that these guys kind of always – you, you just, you know, TV rules the world, unfortunately, and that's where it gets irritating. It's all about the money. It's all about the Benjamins, and 
I, I wish, you know, like I said, I, I think all of it's foolish. Um, at the same time, I, I just, it, they're not going to go away from that. I get what you're saying. It'd be nice to have a day game. They, you know, they believe that primetime uh, games are the ones that are going to sell. But like you said, you are uh, missing out on the younger fan base as guys like us get older, Dustin. Right. I know they're not going to play a Friday day game, but I mean, Friday night television is about the absolute worst TV night going out there. And plus, all over the country, as we sit here this afternoon, you and I, four o'clock hour, there's high school football games, playoff games going on all over the country on Friday night, on Friday night, Friday night lights. So you're missing that whole group of people too. You know, they're, they're not going to skip their kids uh, playoff football game or their community's high school football game to watch a world series team with the Astros and the Phillies. No, no, I mean, and and so, you know, we're just going to keep, you know, people are going to wonder why the world series numbers are down this and that, but they never ever just look in the mirror. That's about the easiest solution. All right, well, let's talk about some guys that someday hopefully are playing for the Cubs and are playing in the World Series for the Cubs as we've got some baseball going on right now as we are recording this, Crowley, with the Solar Sox. Yeah, the Solar Sox right now, 10-9 and nine in the Arizona Fall League again. you got uh, six teams. Every team sends a certain number of players, and the Cubs have some uh, pretty interesting prospects there. Um, on Monday, the Solar Sox beat the uh, Rafters. Three to one. Owen Casey went two for three with a double and an RBI. Zach Lee picked up his first save in the AFL, went one inning, only issued one walk. Solar Sox didn't play on Tuesday, but on Wednesday, Mesa lost to the Saguaros, five to four. Matt Mervis was one for four with a home run. Owen Cassie went 0 for four. Unfortunately, that snapped the four-game hitting streak he had going. On Thursday, the Solar Sox beat the Saguaros, this time in Mesa. Uh, six to three, no Cubs batted, but Riley Martin got the hold pitching one inning of scoreless ball. But just looking at some of the stats right now, Mervis is slashing 308, 364, 744, and he's tied for the fall league lead in home runs. It was funny. Our friend of the podcast, Lance Brostowski, was shooting out in Arizona, and literally as they're shooting, he hits a homer right behind them. So <laughs> the guy, you know, I don't care what Keith Law says. I'm going to have fun with this and be excited. Owen Cassie's an interesting one. He's a guy that came over from the Darvish trade, right? Uh, he's hitting slashing 250, 286, 425, which, does, which doesn't seem impressive. But he's starting to heat up. He had a four-game hit streak and a four-RBI game last Saturday that included his third double and his first home run. The thing about Cassie Owen is that he is a young guy. He's 19 years old. He's three years younger than the league average that are out there in Arizona. So, you know, he's playing against uh, older, bigger, stronger competition, and he's holding his own. Um, Bailey Horn, who's one of the relievers out there, has pitched 10 innings without giving up a run in six games. So that's exciting. Um, Unfortunately, it was reported by Tim Stebbins that Brennan Davis, out since October 10th, is dealing with general soreness. They're totally keeping it generic. They say it's not related to the issue that he had that kept him out this year. It was, remember, that was a nerve issue in the back. Right. Um, but he has not been shut down. But I keep hearing expected in the lineup soon. This has been close to 20 days now since he's played in the Arizona Fall League. So the Fall Re- League wraps up in early November. I, I don't know how many more at-bats uh, Brennan Davis is going to get. Right. Well, I'm kind of one of those bubble wrap guys. I mean, I would like to see Brennan Davis get an opportunity in the spring training. So if they think that something's not right, I'm okay with this as long as it's not 
something too big that they're not telling us about Crawley. But if it's just general soreness and they're just being careful, I'm okay with that because I want to see what Brennan Davis looks like in late February and March with the uh, with the Cubs out in spring training. Well, hopefully he's okay. And I know the one thing that both he and the Cubs have mentioned is obviously his strength is not where it was with that issue. Obviously, you know, you lose ability to work out and stuff like that. So, you know, hopefully he's okay. And then in the off season, he can really work on building and bulking up a little bit. Um, one other cool thing that occurred during one of the games out in Arizona, my friend, John Furlis from real Cubs insider, he reported that the ball strike challenge was tested in a game against the rafters at salt river fields. And so the, these are the kind of things that they kind of play around with in these type of leagues. Um, for possible future use in MLB and what that'll do. And I, do, and, and I, I, I'm going to look into this more is that you can challenge, you know how balls and strikes you can't challenge in baseball Of course, in the Arizona fall league. You can challenge it <laughs> in certain parks, in certain Doesn't parts, that slow the game down Crowley. Come on. Nope. They put no? it right up there and you can see it on the jumbotron similar like you do on the TV. So very simple kind of thing. Okay. Yep. Boom, boom. So Right. Um, it was used a couple of times. Nobody complained. It's not like you're sitting there staring at a replay 10 times. It either is okay. or it isn't. All right. So All right. might be interesting. Um, unfortunately, some sad news. Alexander Canario. There's a lot of players that aren't just playing in the Arizona Fall League. There's leagues. There's Mexican leagues, Dominican leagues, Venezuelan leagues. They have uh, guys playing in Australia. Alexander Canario, he's somebody, he, he's a top prospect that came from uh, the Chris Bryant trade. He was doing great. It was, you know, if Matt Mervis wasn't absolutely destroying everything, we would be talking about Alex Canario's spring train or uh, 2022 season a lot more. And he is doing great. He was playing for Los Aguilas in the Dominican Republic Winter League and also hitting the heck out of the ball just like Mervis. He got injured yesterday. He suffered a bimalolar ankle fracture and a left shoulder dislocation. So he is going uh, clearly going to be shut down. He's going to Chicago to get it checked out. Um, it was a scary injury. And if you remember, and we talked about this before about our friend Ed Howard uh, with South Bend, it was a very similar type of scary injury, fluke injury where um, another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Canario's running down the line and the ball kind of drifts a little bit towards the for the dugout side of first base. And so Canario collides with the first baseman and kind of literally like he's knocked off his feet and lands on his side. And so that's what got Ed Howard that lost his year in South Bend with the tore his hip. And this is the same injury here. So when we're talking about um, the changes coming next year, as far as the increase in the size of the bases, this is one of the things that you're hoping will be avoided in the future. Yeah, I woke up to that news. A friend of mine that keeps odd hours like I do is up all night, and I get up super early 
uh, for those of you who listen to the Mully and Haw show, and I woke up to a text, not with all the details you just gave, but that there were reports that this uh, young guy had suffered a really bad injury. So hopefully all the best to him when he gets up here to Chicago, gets checked out by the Cubs uh, doctors, and hopefully he'll be ready for spring training. But uh, fractured ankle might take a little longer. Hopefully it's not something that he needs surgery well, for. You know, Dustin, the, the trouble is with this situation here is that you say, okay, yeah, you know, you'd love to see him up in Chicago and, and da-da-da. What you have is, and we've talked about this before, is a glut of outfielders, right? And right. so you have Suzuki anchored in right, and you have um, – you have Hap, who you who could potentially be extended. Like I said, if if David Ross had his ways, uh, Hap will be extended. So that leaves you with one open outfield spot for a lot of guys. And so when you look right now at the free agent pitcher market, which we'll do once the we wrap up with the World Series, we can dig into each of these positions a lot more. But I am thoroughly unimpressed with the starting pitcher free agent market. Okay. And so when you look at that free agent market and you say to yourself, "Eh, do you, you know, we'll talk about Justin Verlander having a great years, but how many years and how much you want to give that guy, Carlos Rodon, we've talked about worried about injuries with that guy. There's a lot of guys that are either old or achy, uh, Jacob deGrom, you know what I mean? (laughs) When he's healthy, one of the best pitchers you can have, (laughs) but, but, but a guy that just cannot stay healthy. And so, okay, if the free agent market may not be to your liking, that's part of the reason you build up a big farm system is that you have a glut of talent that you could potentially trade to somebody else. So Canario is one of those... Canario is one of those guys that's been mentioned in the offseason as a potential trade bait, um, you know, for a good young starter. And now that's off the table. So it's really, really a frustrating situation. Right, that definitely puts uh, puts that on hold. Another frustrating uh, thing, one of the stats, Crowley, that we went over quite a bit uh, on the Fly the W670 podcast was uh, good old Rispy, right? Runners in scoring position. Well, the Cubs are trying to fix that because earlier, around lunchtime, they fired the hitting coach, Greg Brown. Right, and 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 what I always, what I was just saying personally is that being the Cubs hitting coach is the equivalent of being the drummer from Spinal Tap, okay? I mean, it is literally a mess of a situation, and why they cannot figure it out, I have, I, I, I can't even tell you. All I know is that every, it's literally like an annual thing. The Cubs have fired hitting coach Greg Brown, okay? So when we talk about Greg Brown, he is the 10th primary or assistant hitting coach to be fired by the you know, whatever you want to call him, Theo Jed regime. And so just the, the numbers of guys that kind of keep going is absolutely just, this, this kind of gets silly to, to a certain point, is that it's just nonstop. I mean, whether you're talking about, you, you know, when you go down the list of names, some you remember, some you don't, whether it was Chili Davis or John Maley or Anthony Iapochi or Rudy Jaramillo, I mean, just keep going and going and going. Uh, It's just ridiculous that that they can't get this figured out. I feel like they have the hitting situation or the pitching, right? Tommy Hadovy, who's a regular guest on the the Mully and and Haw show. I mean, those are guys that, you know, he's a great guy, and it seems like they have that developing really, really well. Um, But this hitting coach situation, I I, I can't figure out for the life of me why they can't figure out somebody – 
that can figure that out. Well, two things on that front. I agree. It's it's amazing that they can't figure that out, obviously. But I had thought that after kind of the Chili Davis kind of experiments that they had going on, I thought that they had kind of torn it down to the studs, and they were basically looking to implement something from the lowest, lowest levels all the way up to the top that there was going to be a universal approach that all the guys in the hitting coach role, no matter if you were at the major league level or the lowest, lowest of cub levels down on the farm, you were all going to be working under the same philosophical uh, set of ideas. You would know better than me. Did, did, and, how, and, and, long was Gre- how long was Greg Brown in the Cubs organization before he got to the big league level? I'd have to take a look, to be honest. Okay. I can't honestly tell you right there. Because the only thing that makes sense is based on what I just said, because I know that Jed has come on and talked about that. Okay, so... The new hitting coach is going to be the Cubs minor league hitting coach, Dustin Kelly. He's been promoted. Um, prior to joining the Cubs, he was the minor league hitting coach of the Dodgers. Well, you know, you could always have some Dodgers stink on you. It's not a terrible thing to have. But um, I think it's very different, too. Like, the pitching coach and the hitting coach, um, it, it seems like a different thing. And, it, it, like, I almost think the hitting coach is more valuable to the team in spring training. I think once the season starts, it's very difficult. Um, But we're not in the clubhouse. We're not in the dugout. We're not in the cages. We don't know what's being discussed. So, listen, they had a bad year hitting, Crawley. We talked about it constantly, constantly on this show. So I hate for a guy to lose his job, but something needed to change there. And I'm sure they talked to some of the guys that they expect to be part of this Cubs thing moving forward, and maybe a guy like Dustin Kelly, who these guys had worked with on a lower level, came with a ringing endorsement. Yeah, I have no doubt about that, and I know that Dustin Kelly uh, also was with Boston for a while, and uh, he he worked for he worked for a little while with uh, Tommy Hadovy. So okay. they worked with each other. Ah, so there's see little... what we're doing here, Crowley. We're connecting all kinds of dots. There, there's there's a little bit of history there. All I'm saying is that I really, you know, for the sake of the Cubs and everything that's gone on, I hope this is the end because this is, I mean, Rudy Jaramillo, James Rousen, Rob Deere, <laughs> Mike Brumley, Bill Mueller, Eric Kinski, John Maley, Andy Haynes, Chili Davis, Anthony Iapochi, Termel Sledge, Chris Valeka, Greg Brown, Jay Washington. Okay, that's just... You know, I know it's you don't almost pay attention like, to the Bears, Crowley, like you pay attention to the Cubs, but that sounds like the uh, in the same amount of time the different quarterbacks the Bears have used. I was thinking the exact same thing. So all I'm hoping is, is that they're able to put it together like they've been able to put in that pitching infrastructure, hopefully the, the, the hitting infrastructure. I just think that you need some sort of consistency through all of this. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely.